0: Go Late Selects, brought to you by Sky. Watch new, exclusive and unmissable content only on Sky. Go
1: Loud! Stop picking your nose, will you, by the way?
2: I'm <laughs> That's not disgusting. picking my nose. I have, a, I have a small bit of dry skin right on the tip of my nose and it's obscuring my vision. It's strange drawing, that. It's drawing, I, I can only see
1: half your finger. It's drawing my eyes inwards. It's no. fucking annoying me. Yeah, I can tell how you're lying. I know how you're <laughs> can I, your I can tell you're lying, you know how? Your lips are moving. Let! us
2: it. Welcome to Go Loud Selects, a Go Loud original, a Go Loud production brought to you by Sky with. <laughs> Dry skin, nose, Aiden Power, yeah, and yeah. the very grizzly, yeah. grizzly, Simon Delaney. Is this that
1: itchy? Thing, it's absolutely, it's a pain in the arse. Simon's got a fine face of fuzz. Yeah, it's a white fuzz, though. It's not even black fuzz. And by the time this rolls around,
2: you'll be ready for that roll.
1: Why, uh, that That six year old told me you're getting more and more like Santa every yeah, day because yeah. you've got the belly, now you've the beard.
0: <laughs> <clears throat>
1: anyway. Uh, is this for fun? No, I'm growing a beard for a part for a role that I'm doing in September um, more of which I will give you how soon when can we
2: find out about this role uh, well I'm going over early September because Simon doesn't
1: grow his beard for anyone folks I don't know that no. <laughs> <laughs> the money has to be really good uh, now I'm going over to Berlin for a week to shoot uh, Berlin yeah, yeah shoot a thing shoot a movie with a great cast uh, great scripts, and uh, I can tell you nothing about it but I'll tell you I'm going to come home how about that and I'll bring you back something from the Berlins
2: ok you've told us a lot without telling us anything a big role in a big movie no, it's not a big with a role. big
1: cast. But there's no such thing as in small roles. Only small actors. That's what I've been told today. <laughs> That's what my agent keeps telling me. All right, you coy fucker.
2: <laughs> First recommendation we have for you is from Sky. And this is going to be very popular because it is the story of Princess Diana. It's told exc- oh, exclusively right. through archive footage. It's called The Princess. It's coming very soon on Sky and it's an in-depth portrait that will show the enduring public affection and also the insatiable tabloid appetite for the late Diana, Princess of Wales. I mean, her popularity will never end, if that's a way it. No, she was it. the
1: people's princess. You know, you know, and
2: even, how many, you know, when did she die, 97.
1: Hi guys. Uh, Sorry, we
2: never introduce you at the start, and then you just appear, and people might be like, "Where's that voice coming from? Is that Simon? This is JC, Flexing our venerable
1: producer. Yeah, it's How part of doing? my
0: contract. I'm not allowed to look you in the eye when we're doing this. So you can't look him in the eye. It's hard to take any now. visual cues. So I'll, I'll wait till I'm called upon. What year was it? Ninety. Ninety-seven. Yeah. 97. Yeah. It was the same day that Mother Teresa died.
1: That's was it? right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they died on the same day. She didn't Jesus. have
0: quite the same PR
1: kind of no, th- appeal. No.
0: <laughs> uh, the prince, late princess did. But do you remember Look,
1: the Sky News must have been in <clears throat> overdrive. The that day? wall-to-wall coverage by oh, like, all I the do, channels worldwide. Like, that
2: was, in my mind, uh, the biggest te- like news oh, event yeah. certainly of that decade. Like, and then obviously nine eleven. It's our generation's JFK.
1: Late. It's where we you the day she died. Do you know what I mean? In bed. I was in bed too. Were you? I'll point out we weren't in bed together.
2: No, but it like. I was in bed and it was like twelve or one o'clock. Or it could it even be later? It was a Saturday, wasn't it? Because I was on yeah, over. It yeah. was only like no, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, like,
1: yeah I was a night seven. It was a teenager. thirty-five. Now. Yeah, where were you,
0: JC? I think I was in the middle of my junior cert at the time. <clears throat> or certainly ah, fuck studying. fuck off your junior cert! Uh, I, <laughs> <down for, laughs> <laughs> I put my pen down I for. I put my pen down for Junior cert. How old are you? I'm he 40. was held back a few years. Clearly, forty. I'm forty. Yeah. Fucking hell! So uh, I put my pen down momentarily. I, I saw the news. I unmuted it and I was like Jesus that woman is like only got two young children was, and like the yeah. whole the whole thing remember was that Dodi Al-Fayed uh, he was going to yeah. be going public that they were an item and he was obviously this really was rich you know guy absolutely
2: and the rumours she, she was pregnant man of the world
0: uh, yeah oh my god <laughs> With his it baby was, and, the, and the, obviously the investigation ensuing years and the guy who was driving was in no fit state Henri Paul wasn't it his name yeah. Henri Paul yeah yeah yeah. yeah. chasing him through the Parisian night uh, it was Horrible. But then yeah. the coverage
1: of the funeral and watching those two kids walking behind the coffin that's, and it was that's just, an iconic image in that sense. And it's like, still spoken to about that to this day. Even yeah. the, both of them went on and got married. Like the coverage on their weddings was all about you know the commentary was all about their mum and yeah. It's unbelievable that the I think you feel for those two lads because of the position they're in. Anyway, they have to live their lives in such such the, the public glare and then to have to go through that. You know, losing their mother tragically, like, yeah. and there's been all sorts of conspiracy theories. And
2: oh yeah, she's like the, <clears> the the Queen bumped her off. That's that's one of the strong yeah. uh, lines of thought that you know the royals did away with her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean,
0: what do you think of like the Crown? And they obviously had
2: those gonna, films on about her I've as watched, well. I, I am a fan of the Crown. I really enjoyed it. And uh, and you don't have to be a fan of the royal family to no. enjoy a drama about the royal family. Her portrayal in that is. Um, well, I don't know how accurate it is, but she was mm. quite. Uh, well, she, firstly, the first thing that strikes you is she was a kid. Yeah. She was so so young, but she was a school teacher, wasn't she? Mm. She was. Yeah. Um, what's the right word? Yeah, without being disparaging, <clears throat> she she had a unique kind of personality. Certainly, that's her portrayal in, in 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 the crown, but also that maybe she was kind of difficult and definitely not the right fit. But certainly, the portrayal of her, if, on memory now, is quite sympathetic towards it because the. I think how it's portrayed in in the crown is that a lot well, of the royals th-
1: were, were not nice to her. <clears throat> well she still is the her. people's princess I mean all the work that she did while she was alive in terms of AIDS foundations and yeah, and like when you
2: see that footage of her that famous footage of her in yeah. I think
1: it's somewhere in like South America and yeah. she goes
2: to visit no sorry it's in London I think actually anyway she ends up in a, in a hospital and and there's a ward where the people That's have right. AIDS yeah. and she's like let me in let me hold them yeah. and like back then people were like yeah. she shouldn't even touch someone with AIDS yeah. and she was like shown this incredible humanity and it compassion makes you think what
1: she would have done in her life you know
2: you would like to think good things, great things. She was already doing great things um, for charities in Africa, landmines, trying to get Mm. them cleared, all that kind of
1: stuff. So this is, is this going to tell us something that we don't know would we wonder or is it just going to Go back over the events of the day leading up to it and all that. I would, I will watch to find
2: that out. Yeah. You, you'd like <clears throat> to think that it's not going well. This is just kind of a bankable number. Let's get out all the, the old tapes and, and yeah, stitch yeah. it together and get a few talking heads. Yeah. Hopefully, there is a fresh perspective or, or, or take on it, um, and it will burn.
1: garner a huge audience because, as you say, our popularity, if anything's got jury. stronger.
2: You know? Yeah, yeah. So look, it's coming very soon on Sky, and
1: it's called The Princess. Excellent. Right, what have you got for us this week, son? Um, Yellow flower.
2: Ah, no, I went first last week, and I'm, I'm, I'm a very... I'm, All right, then, good afternoon to you. I'm fair, if nothing I'll else.
1: I'll go first. Uh, I have a documentary series for you. Okay. From the good people at Sky, uh, courtesy of HBO Documentaries, a new series that dropped uh, last week. HBO, it sounds like you said documentaries, it's a whole genre of... Donkey. Well, really? don- <laughs> Donkey, oh, donkey mentions, I'm sure you'd be Google it as a website. Ah, oh, anyway, uh, this is a, a three-part series called "The Invisible Pilot." Have you heard anything about? Gary
3: was a crop duster. I'm the best pilot, the Top Gun program had ever known. That's my dad. He walked away from eleven plane crashes. A special kind of wild man. One morning, we were driving to the country. The car had broken down. And all of a sudden... Gary
1: jumped off the bridge. No, Ladies no and gentlemen, no. this is your <clears throat> captain speaking. You can hear me, but you can't see me, because... No, so that, that sounds like Family Guy gone really badly. <laughs> um, so this is a documentary uh, that picks up events that happened uh, in 1977... Arkansas, and it's it surrounds uh, a, a man called Gary Betzner. And Gary, at the time, was living in a small town in Arkansas, and he was a crop duster pilot. Okay, that cool. way he was he was cool uh, I think he flew. He did have a military uh, record, and he was considered uh, he was he was considered one of the best pilots at the time. Uh, came out of service. And uh, went and set up a crop dusting business on his own, made a lot of money. Was due to get married, broke up with that girl. Mended the girl fell in love, had a couple of young kids. Dusted her crops. And one day, oh lovely, well done. I had to bring the tone down in one easy step? How? Let Aidan. Speak. John, come on, come on, John. Um, so, John. I'm with
0: Simon on that. Yeah, there
1: you go. So, uh, one day he decides to Sorry, go. Sorry, guys. He goes to one day. Go to the Dairy Queen to get ice cream with the kids. They get into the station wagon and they drive across a small bridge in Arkansas. Uh, he stops the car, according to his daughter, has broken down. He gets out of the car, he opens the bonnet, and he jumps into the river. Never to be found again.
2: Roll the titles.
1: I'm intrigued. Roll the opening credits. (coughs) Right. So, I'm going to give you a spoiler, because if you've got Google, this will come up. But this is a three-part, right? And I Mm. watched uh, episodes one and a bit of episode two last night. So, you were still on your D.B. Cooper... and they
2: found another exactly, found another one. tale
1: yeah. so we hear from his wife who's still alive we hear from his daughters from his first uh, marriage and his current mm-hmm. and all that so we hear all the kids and we hear about his, uh, hear from his brother and we hear about his back life and all this There was all sorts of rumours going on we hear from the sheriff of the local town who delivers a great line because <clears throat> the news footage from the day after where they're dragging the river and the sheriff says I've dragged that river for 12 years and I've never failed to pull one out of there. But they couldn't find this guy. <laughs> I, I've never failed to pull one out of there in 12 years. But this guy, just pff, gone. Gonzo. And then all it being small town America, there's all sorts of rumours start circulating. Uh, is he who he said he was? What else was he doing with the planes? That kind of thing. The documentary, there's great tension in the documentary. Yeah, yeah. And there's a great shot in it about half an hour into it, there's a chair set up for a talking head and this guy walks in and sits down and it's him. It's him.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. In, Hang on, Richard. Twist. Your in in <laughs> 2021, it's him. Ta-da.
1: And then he goes on to explain what really happened that day and what happened since.
2: Oh, do you know what? great because too many of these things... Are one big There's fucking no question payoff, mark. Yeah. And you're left sitting there going, well, I'm none the wiser oh, than when I
1: started. Boy, Great oh, tale, but... Boy, is this a payoff. Because the end of the first episode, he says... So I won't go into the whole detail. No. Look, if you Google it, you know he's still there. I just want to watch it now, well, actually. Yeah, it's, yeah, that, that's not that good. It's one of those moments on television where... Um, it's one of those moments of television <laughs> We're where
2: cutting this episode yeah. short. We'll see you next <laughs> week. We'll Bye. be back in an
1: hour. Um, where he appears and you go, Christ, that looks like him. And then his name comes up and your man, your man goes, you tell us who you are for the camera. He says, my name is Gary. Gary Besson. And then you go, oh, fuck, it's him. He's alive. And he goes on to talk about what happened that day, why he did what he did. And then he says, of course, that was the start of it, you know, because I went on to become one of <laughs> the biggest... <laughs> One of the biggest drug runners in the history of the US. Drug runners. Oh, great. It's a great story. So there's three parts there. It's on Sky Atlantic or Sky Documentaries <laughs> and it comes from HBO Documentaries. The Invisible Pilot. The Invisible Pilot. It here, is, did,
2: the, um, <clears throat> did the daughter get her ice cream?
1: That, is, that will be revealed. That <laughs> yeah. will be revealed. Was, it's phenomenal. it yeah, was the car
2: fixed. That's drove we'll the car yeah. home. Yeah. And so it was
1: back in the, do you say early 1977. 70s? So that's... Yeah. In Hanson, so 50 years ago. No, well, close yeah. to 50 years 1977, ago. 1977, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and he he explains what happens. Oh, he went on to be beat Bill Clinton. He's from Arkansas, isn't he? Both Bill Clinton and Ronald Reagan feature in the documentary. Why? Because uh-huh. Bill Clinton was the governor of his state. He was just coming through at that point. And Ronald Reagan... At the time, this guy he was a crop duster, but then that business was wasn't going well. He decided then he'd heard about this new uh, pipeline that was being built in in Alaska, and he said, "I'm going to go up there and I'll buy." They were look they had had it out for tender for these companies to lay this pipeline, this North Atlantic pipeline, mm. something like three thousand kilometers, and he could put a tender in to build a section of it, and it would keep you busy for years. And he put a tender in for it. He leased a couple of planes, went up there, and. He went up there without having won the tender, but went up and one of the big oil companies went and beat him with the tender. So he said, "I'm now sitting in Alaska with two planes. What am I going to do?" So he goes to the local town. He notices everybody smoking marijuana, and it's legal up there. It's legal. And he said, "I'd never smoked or taken drugs in my life. I started taking marijuana because he suffered with uh, he suffered with gout, and one of the known cures for gout. Don't at me now if this is wrong." But cocaine, apparently, well, is uh, <laughs> is is has been medically expensive. proven. <laughs> so he go gets, out. Would like to distance himself. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> but he goes into he gets into marijuana and cocaine, and then starts running us. and then comes back to Arkansas, and gets arrested, and he's facing a long stretch in the hole. Yeah. And himself and his wife think, How do we get out of this? Q. Now we're into Ozark territory. Q episode two. It's fantastic. And the fact is you say I've watched a thousand of these documentaries and there's no it's fucking resolve the at the end. end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, there's a resolve in this. There's a, there's a so that's called the Invisible Pilot, Sky Atlantic. Off he's going on anyway. I love it. All right, I'm there on, you on it. You go. It is that time uh, I was going to say It's that time of the week We've never re- We haven't had many guests on This is this is new for us uh, And I thought we'd roll roll out Some Irish television royalty Well let's say Almost for
2: the first time
1: It's almost. time There you go Almost <laughs> for the first time It's time to have a guest And we have a man Who's no stranger To uh, stage and screen uh, I've had the pleasure Of working alongside This fella He's also As well as being A talented hero He's one of the nicest fellas In the business It's really annoying
2: I've you know. had the great pleasure Of There's uh, nothing to
1: not like About this well he's a Liverpool fan yeah. well, I'll give him that <laughs> <laughs> you've, worked, you've
2: worked with him I've had the pleasure yeah. of him uh, Phoning into my radio show To comment on various things oh, I did over the years Because he was an <laughs> avid listener Oh, so, good. let's bring him on It's the one, it the only
1: Danny O'Carroll Danny how are you brother? how's hey, the boys? Good how are you? That's the only thing <laughs> one I can, It's the only thing I can find That I don't like about Is the Liverpool thing Well we've had this conversation okay. Before Dan haven't we?
3: Hey, we're looking good this season. I know, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. Listen, let's move on from football. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: the, le- the
1: season hasn't even started proper and we're just no, not going there. Uh, there's no hopes or expectations. Uh, you're just finished a tour, Danny.
3: Yeah, we just finished up there two weeks ago, so uh, back home to reality again.
1: And how long were you on the After, road for uh, this time?
3: It was only a seven-week tour, so it was a quick one, but it was a full-on tour, so, uh, so- I enjoyed every minute of it because obviously we weren't working for the yeah. last three years before that. Yeah. So, so if, if seven, if seven years... Every second.
2: If seven weeks is a short tour, Dan, what, what, what's a long one?
3: Uh, well, we do Australia. We go out there for maybe four months touring mm. around Australia. Um, the, the, like, when I say a short tour, like it, it, there's a break, yeah. and then we go back into touring again in November after we finish shooting um, the Christmas specials in October. So um, we just get two months off now and then, but I hate sitting around because we've been on for so long yeah. prior to the tour. So it uh, just feels like you're getting back into it and then you have to sit back and relax again.
1: What was that so, What was it, that whole experience like, Danny, with them, with the pandemic? Because as I said, I was lucky enough to, to work with you guys in terms of the movie and then doing doing the tour with you as well. And I know how much of a machine... The whole thing is, and it's it's a road mm. show, and you're constantly working. If you're not on tour, you know your dad's writing scripts, and then you're up in Edinburgh or in Glasgow shooting episodes for the Beeb. So, what what was it like when it all came to a shuddering halt? Like, because the novelty of having time off wears off after a couple of weeks, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I,
3: I enjoy it. Listen, when, when we didn't know how long the lockdown was going to last for, so I was enjoying uh, the time off, and we when when it started, I really was, but. Uh, I'd say four months five months into it I was starting to get itchy yeah. fingers then and I was like alright I need to get back working and then it lasted for three years so I was ready to I don't know I was ready to rob my head <laughs> How
1: did you <laughs> feel your best... day? Because there's only so much golf you can play because I know you love your golf you know what I mean? Simon
3: I have the best local garden in Donegal <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't and of course that, that is home that's where you've lived for um, for many years you're, you're more of a, a Donegal person than a dub now, at yeah. this stage yeah yeah yeah. I'm living here longer than I was in Dublin yeah so and when you um, did get back after three years which is a crazy long time yeah. did, did it just go back like you felt you, you had never left or was there a little bit of not getting to know you again because most of you are family but were, were, were you a little rusty at all or nervous even no
3: listen there's, yeah we were very nervous when we opened up um like dad doesn't do rehearsals so we were going back into doing this musical that we did three years ago and we sort of had to go nearly by memory (laughs) on dance steps and songs and uh, so it's a bit nerve-wracking when you're opening up in the Hydro in Glasgow and uh, you know there's 7,000 people waiting for you to put on a show Yeah,
1: because I was just going to say these aren't small theatres you're playing you're playing when you say you're touring like you're doing arena as I remember finishing up on the last tour that where I did which we finished the O2 in London playing to 10,000 people a night like this is these aren't like you're not playing upstairs in Whelan's like
3: you know what I mean <laughs> no, no they're big 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 shows uh, but it, getting back this time it was I don't know it just you fall in love with work all over again and you don't take anything for granted and you're just loving every minute of it that you're allowed to go on that stage um, so it was it was nice you, you just don't take it for granted anymore yeah. you know and um, where you sort of of did in the past. We were doing it so long for, I don't know, so many different tours. You sort of take it for granted. And getting back, it was just, the best feeling I can I can't even explain the feeling of getting back on the stage again was
1: well, like as, as well as um, um, finishing and developing your uh, garden in Donegal over the pandemic I presume yeah. you got to watch a lot of TV and obviously you know we, we, the bulk of our show is talking about stuff that we recommend for our viewers to, to watch so just give us a flavour of, of your kind of taste I kind of know your taste Danny but TV wise like what's your go to box set what what are you into? There's
3: loads of th- loads of stuff i watched over the, like um, the years, um, Ozark is, is a oh, favorite yeah. of mine. Those boys were part of my son's family.
2: Oh, is that right? Because one of them was a CI. You want me to get my fucking house in order?
3: If I had known, I would have handled him myself.
2: And how much did that kid already give to the feds? you have any idea? Was he wearing a wire? Was anybody else compromised? Cooler heads, Marty. Remember? Fuck that. You can't control your son and you didn't know Tommy was a snitch. You're a fucking liability and we're done.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think of how it finished? Were you happy with how it was tied up and finished?
3: Yeah, yeah, amazing, <laughs> I thought it was an it? incredible. The writing in that series is just oh. unreal. Um, the, I don't know this how they keep going and and opening different kinds of worms as they go, and yeah. it's just it's it's a class class series, and you're you're not expecting to what what's going to come in yeah. that series. So that's what I love about that. Um, Whatever you think is going to happen, the opposite happens yeah. and it's just wow. The wow. And that's background.
1: the joy, and that's what brings you back to watch it the following week, then, isn't it? the next yes. you know, that's what stops you going up to bed and just playing, Yeah, next episode, I'm gonna keep going here.
3: Yeah. Oh, there's been plenty of nights over the yeah. pandemic where I just stayed up nearly twenty-four hours or watching <laughs> series. <laughs> like crazy, crazy TV going on in my house. I got my money's worth out on Netflix, I can tell you that much.
1: So Ozarks would be kind of number one. Um and, and, he, and well, do so you want, I I, I like there's
3: loads of ones that like I wouldn't call it number one but like um, like I got reading The Vikings as well um, wow and, um, th- it, there's a series I don't know if you watched it uh, like Aiden I'm sure you've watched it Kingdom
2: stop stop and relax show
3: him what I'm talking about please watch him it. it's easy you're close look watch what he does watch this show daddy show him
0: he throws his leg over look where his left hand goes control the elbow boom see what I'm saying yeah flow 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 is that your
3: fucking mouth guard? Oh, shit. It's a like UFC type of Kingdom. series
0: on Netflix. No I've, no, I've not,
2: Danny. No,
3: tell you us are more. See, that's the beauty
1: of this show. We get recommendations from everywhere. Yeah. Tell us all it's about not it, on my radar. Tell us all about it.
3: You've got to put that on your list to watch. Kingdom is fantastic. Uh, what's, uh, what's a shock uh, actor in it um, is uh, one of the Jonas Brothers.
1: Wow, really? Um,
3: yeah, and he's really good in it. Wow. but uh, there's an actor in it called Jonathan Tucker and he is first class of an actor he so tell us about the series fantastic. you
1: say it's Kingdom but it's UFC it's centred is it
3: It's yeah they obviously don't call it the UFC but yeah it is mixed martial arts wow. and uh, it's, it's it's absolutely it's a fantastic series um, actually my my wife Amanda sat down and watched it with me and she loved every minute of it when it was over again I won't go into it but a great ending and oh. uh, I think there's like three seasons there or something like that for, to watch
1: but it's a really good one to watch. King you... Happy days. Well, that's one for Ado. Yeah, that's, that's I'm just,
2: a... I'm, I've just Googled it now. I've never, yeah. ever heard of this. It was uh, It's an American show, as you say. It was made uh, between 2014 and 2017, three seasons. And yes, Jonathan Tucker. And now that I see that man's face, he has been in and around uh, some MMA events. Recently, Bellator MMA had a huge well, press conference think, in I, California. I think he
3: must do. And he, he must was he was present MMA. at it, and
2: I was like, "Why is he there?" And that's maybe the connection because yeah. he's playing an MMA guy on on TV. See, every
1: day is a school day. That's yeah, thanks
2: for that, Danny. i I'm, I'm that that's that's good a great man, gift you've given me. Thank you. You and, will and, love that joke.
1: And listen, in terms of. Um, in terms of a guilty TV pleasure, Dan, I mean, mine is my guilty TV pleasure, which we've discussed in the show here before, is the repair shop. I love watching it, all things getting fixed and mended and all, and then I cry at the end of each episode as they hand back a doll to somebody who I've never met in my life, but I'm in bits about it. <laughs> um, is there anything like that that you watch? Like are you into the Real house, Housewives watched, or Love Island or anything like that? No, I never. I
3: watched. You know what? The first time I ever watched Love Island was the very first time it ever came out, and. Um, I got absolutely hooked on it and I said I'll never watch it again because it took <laughs> up so much of my life. I actually cancelled my football training and everything. Oh, was Jesus Christ, Danny. Are you blaming that on, no, on that. the wife or that was you? No, that was me.
1: Oh it's, Danny.
3: Never again am I actually gonna watch that show. So I haven't watched that in what five years, six years. Um obviously it's everywhere.
1: And uh, what and have you there, replaced it no, with no though, one Dan? Knows. What have you scratched that itch with <laughs>
2: A treadmill. <laughs> oh, you're, you're you're on a fitness buzz, aren't you? I've seen, you were in the papers a while ago. You're uh, you've gone through a fair a fair transformation. Is that fair to say? I, I'm trying. I'm trying. Ah, yeah, lost. It, I lost. It. I put on a few pounds over the pandemic, so I had to do something. Well, you probably so, uh, would put on more if you were watching the the last season of Love Island. It went on for fucking.
1: Forever. <laughs> it's been on since about February. Is it? Is it Is it still on? No, it finished last night, apparently. Today being Tuesday. And and I I couldn't tell you who won it. I couldn't tell you who was in it. But anyway, um, a guy and a girl. (laughs) Can we talk about about making TV, Danny? Because, I don't know, many dozens and hundreds of episodes you guys have under your belt now in terms of Mrs. Brown's Boys. But it's it's a little bit different, the process, in terms of it's kind of a throwback to... The golden era of TV and sitcoms in the Beeb, you know, when when a lot of them like Faulty Towers, Terry and June, were recorded yeah. in front of a live studio audience, because that's what you guys do. So, is what's the process like, Danny, in terms of like recording an episode?
3: I'll, I'll go from the start. We we arrive over there on Monday. We get to see the script uh, of that episode that day. Uh, we do a quick read through on the Monday, Tuesday we get in and start blocking it in studio or in rehearsal room. Wednesday we do a tech run and Thursday we shoot it twice in front of a live audience.
1: And that's um,
3: it. And that is, it. as I say, Dad doesn't like rehearsing too much. So mainly mm. what we're doing when we're doing the blocking and uh, stuff, it's mainly for the cameraman and for the director to see where he's going to be at the flame. And even that's difficult because he doesn't even know where he's going to be at the flame. So. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, and
1: it changes, I'd imagine, it's between, it's between when you shoot the show twice, it's different both times, isn't it?
3: Exactly, yeah. And they take the best bits from the both shows and they put it together. Uh, but like Dad has his own camera. Yeah. Uh, in the studio, so a camera just doesn't leave him
1: because he's so going to do something. that like they don't want to yeah.
3: miss. <laughs> so they'll have eight, eight cameras, and one of them is just for that Brendan uh, Cam, sorry. or Mrs. Brown's yeah, Cam. Exactly, that's brilliant. So um, and camera. in terms
1: of the difference then between, you know, is is it pretty much just like performing the performing it as a play in in front of a live audience, or because the great thing about one of the one of the great things about Mrs. Brown's Boys is, and I, I saw it for myself in terms of the live show, is that fuck ups are actually encouraged. You know what I mean? So there's no, there's no great. There is pressure on you guys because you're recording a TV show, but there's room, isn't there, Danny?
3: Yeah, there, there is room. Yeah, but on, on TV they let dad play. Yeah, but they wouldn't really want those planes. So we <laughs> need to hit our <laughs> we we need to hit our marks. We need yeah. to be where we need to be at the time, and um, like hit our cues, um, and let dad do the plane. And, and if we're in, get involved in the plane, maybe they'll they'll let it go. But uh, they they like to get the show in the can and uh, moving on to the next episode. Yeah. But uh, they 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 do take quite seriously BBC on the stage show, as you know yourself. Yeah, uh, I been there. It's every man from every man from. Himself. Oh
1: Jesus! It's, I tell you, <laughs> now, uh,
3: what does that mean? Every I, man. For well, let, himself. let
1: me explain what that means because I remember when I was asked to because Paddy who plays Derm on the show. His wife was uh, having twins. The lovely Emily was going off to have twins. And Brendan rang me and said, listen, we have a six-week tour, seven-week, whatever the tour Danny just finished. He said, what you do? Will you step in? I said, absolutely. Because I know the lads and all that. And I said, can I have a script? Yeah. I, yeah. And he I said, can I have a script? And he went, no, you can't. So I remember flying over to Birmingham and he said, sit down and watch it. So that was my rehearsals. I got to watch the show to see where fucking Paddy walked on and walked off. And I remember the first night I was doing I don't know where we were, I think it was Newcastle, Danny, and they were winding me up something fucking fierce. Him and the rest of them going, Oh, you're fresh meat now, he's going to fucking have you when you walk out there and I was shitting myself.
3: I was sh- on your nose or
1: something. Huh? You have a spot on your nose. Oh, that was a different one. I'll get to that. <laughs> <Was it? laughs> but I'm dressed in the penguin suit. I'm dressed as a fucking penguin, right? A six-foot fucking penguin. And I'm about to make me four centers. And Danny O'Carroll, the bastard, they're all winding me up so verse. You know, because you don't know what the dad's going to do. You know what Bren's going to do. And I walk on, make me four centers, And it's amazing because... I was the fifth or sixth character to walk on. And as all these guys go on, they get a huge amount of applause because the audiences know them. They love them. And it's amazing, like, watching this. So I walk on and they applaud because they see the Penguin costume and they think it's Paddy. Mm. And I walk over and I stand in front of Brendan and his first line to me in the script was something like, where have you been? And he looks at me and he waits. And I can, and the camera is obviously on me now and the audience have copped, it's not Paddy. And he looks me up and down and he goes, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> the bastard! The bastard! I wanted to go home to be mammy! Uh, that sort of stuff happens every night, doesn't it, Dan? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's
2: great, it's great for him though. Oh, but that, that's got to be the fun of the fair, like, oh, do you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah, you've got to, if you're and, doing the same, you know, the same show day in, day out, <clears> and sometimes twice a day and all that kind of thing, you, you've got to, there's got to be room for fun and, and, and playing. Yeah. And, I had a
1: cold sore absolutely. one night, Dan, I, do you
2: remember that? That's
1: what it was. Cold bastard. Up. I went down, I had all makeup on and trying to cover it. It looked I felt like it was like a map of Leitrim on my face. Now you
3: have to remember, Aidan, when, when <laughs> we're doing the shows, there's like massive, big, screens each side of the stage so yeah. we, we get a close-up of facial expression yeah. so when Simon has a cold so everybody in the Zoom in Zoom in
1: and I'm zone. trying my best to hide it and I'm doing the scene with Danny and with Brendan and Brendan takes the fucking tea out and spits it and wipes <laughs> it so you wiped off the makeup up of it oh the bastard and then you hung me one night then you all dropped out of a line and I did it on my own do you remember? I don't remember you know, Honestly, I remember, I oh, I remember. remember. <laughs> I've got a big memory <laughs> So listen, in terms of the roadshow that is Mrs. Brown's, I mean mm-hmm. the juggernaut, the juggernaut. I mean, is it business as usual? Is it is it carrying on for the foreseeable, or are there new projects coming, Danny? Or you yeah. know, do you well, want to do you want to stretch going, your legs yourself and do other stuff?
3: Yeah, but there's loads of stuff in the pipeline and stuff that uh, I can't really talk about now. But yeah. there's stuff from myself and Paddy coming up, brilliant. which is That's good. Cool. Um Paddy's doing a lot of writing at the moment. So and Paddy is a fantastic
1: writer. So yeah, and the stuff. Gentleman.
3: Yeah, he is. He's brilliant, but uh, he's uh, he's got some stuff coming in. And um, at the moment, we're just this musical. We didn't really get a chance yeah. to give this musical a full whack before that we uh, the tours all stopped with the pandemic. So we are carrying on with this musical, and it's the best show we've ever done. <laughs> wow! It really is. When Dad said he was doing a musical, I remember, I'll never forget it. I look at him going, I thought, "Are you off?" What the fuck is wrong? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he was looking at me, going, "No, we'll be fine. It'll be good. It'll be good." And I'm going, "Dad, you've never even been to the fucking music. You never known, right one." And oh dear, fuck me, was I wrong? It's yeah. the best show he's ever done. Really? On, um, I mean, hilarious. The music, like none of us can sing or dance but we fucking try. Um,
2: it's good. Well, Fun. yeah, that hasn't stopped you before. I mean, you, no. you do love dropping no. in a, a musical number or yeah, two yeah. into the live yeah. shows and indeed the TV show um, so, as well. I yeah, mean, your, da- your dad is a, f- is a phenomenal man, isn't he? Not only is he one of the nicest human beings uh, you could ever meet, but the fact he can keep breathing new life into this is is impressive in its own right, isn't it? Yeah. I,
3: like, I always worry. He's getting, dad's getting to an age where I'm thinking,
2: okay, you need to slow down a bit. He
3: just won't slow down. He yeah. loves doing what he does um, and Dad's listen Dad's going to die on stage that's the way he's going to do it and uh, he's never going to retire
1: i never met somebody Danny with such a work ethic he's unbelievable in terms of getting up early writing and even when the shows are over you know you all go out and you spend half an hour an hour an hour and a half signing autographs getting photographs done. he's he never stops does he?
3: No he's always the last to leave yeah. Like I don't know he's, mm. he's He's a gem. He's just the best in the world. He really is, um, and I presume, then and he deserves everything.
1: He does. He does he's absolutely deserve everything he's getting. Um he's, I presume. Then you're bringing down. the musical to Dublin.
3: Yes, we're playing. We open up in Dublin in November. Can't wait. I love bringing the show to Dublin. It's like, oh, yeah, oh great. Home, and you, the you're
2: back into Three Arena because I only saw you there. Was it last year? Just kind of in oh. one of the windows when there wasn't a lockdown. You you were back. Was it last year? No. Nope. Oh, God. Okay. Then then then. it's a few years since I've seen you.
3: So it's it's three years Uh,
1: or more since you performed in Dublin, is it?
3: Yeah. So, yeah so we'll have to get you in and see this one is it that long
1: yeah it would be yes. yeah this,
3: I mean for fun, some the
2: pandemic yeah. like a lifetime but in my head <laughs> that show was only a few months ago there you go
1: well listen you're an absolute gem for coming on the show Danny we appreciate that Um, no for problem. coming on the show we have a box set of Love Island that we're going to send to you <laughs> to get yourself reacquainted
2: why would you kiss another girl if you like someone that much if I kiss ship. another boy then I know that I had doubts with you so then I wouldn't come back here
1: I can't wait
2: <laughs> <laughs> bonus DVD so extra good. and And we're also going to send you uh, the latest copy of Backgarden Monthly. Exactly,
3: yeah, yeah. Lovely And listen, give
1: our love to all the gang, continued success, and we'll see you when you guys are down here in Dublin. Thanks, Dan. listen,
3: make sure you go go and watch that kingdom, Okay, I guarantee you won't be disappointed.
1: Gotcha. Thanks, Thanks, Dan. All
3: right. All the best, boys.
1: Busy day? Busy enough. Just making people aware, you know? Yeah.
3: He's a syringe, I'm the vaccine. No, son, he's a syringe and you're the booking disease.
1: <laughs> JC, what have you got for us, son?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with a bit of comedy. Something we don't really do on the show is like <laughs> we just, don't do comedy, we don't do comedy sure. very much, just <laughs> actual comedy specials. Cause Deep you, pathos. Yeah, you look on Netflix anywhere, you're up to your eyeballs in them and uh, some are very, very good. And a guy mm. who's been on Netflix, I know, years now, he's probably his fifth specialist found his way on there is Bill Burr. Yes, Boston native Bill Burr—you'd recognize him from a genius. He's great. Uh, He's the last angry man.
2: What was the TV show he was in as a fireman? So he does a bit of acting, obviously as well. He does, but he has the podcast, and he's primarily known as a stand-up.
0: He was in Breaking Bad. He shows up in the odd, the odd thing here and there, but uh, he's an exceptionally good stand-up. Now I love Elvis. Okay, he fascinates me. He's like the first rock star with the power of television. They just intersected and he went to this, this, he ascended to this level of fame that no one had ever been to before. Hence, he made all the mistakes because there was no one there to help him out, right? He got a piece of shit manager that stole from him, bam! He stopped making music, started making shitty movies. He's not a good actor, right? Does that, married a minor started doing drugs got fat got an entourage got even fatter started wearing onesies doing karate kits splitting his fucking pants nobody's saying shit you look good king you like that you like what my royal balls hang out we love it king keep fucking going starts doing pills gets addicted he fucking dies alone on a toilet but his latest one is live at red rocks great kind of setting for it he comes out. He has his hoodie on. A little, not <clears throat> quite as uh, comfortable as he usually looks. You know, he looks post pandemic. Post pandemic, he's a little like feeling them out, and uh, he gets into his stride within minutes. So he's gone about cancel culture, feminism, getting bad reviews, not giving a fuck. Um, his wife features in all of his specials. Uh, they seem to be a loggerheads at all times.
1: But he gets into a very good piece. And <laughs> She's a great source of material, She us say. She, is. Yeah. She,
0: she, she doesn't let him w- away with much. But uh, no. like introspection is not really his bag, but he does a great piece on it in this. that He, he mentions it all the time, like his, his uh, blue-collar upbringing in the 70s. His owlad lad wouldn't talk to you, but hit you a dig if you're in the way or, you know, ask oh, you to right, get him yeah. a beer. Not not many hugs and encouragement going on in, yeah. in the Burr household. Mm. But he takes mushrooms for the first time in his 50s. He's basically talked into it by a friend. And uh, he goes, you know what? We were in the desert. It sounded like the right thing to do. We had a nice kind of lodge there. Let's let's give it a go. So he does, it and they're having great crack. And anyone who's taken mushrooms will know that you are you get very giddy. Things become very hyper, kind of realistic. Or, you know, say you're watching television. Suddenly the television is like 20 foot high and it's about to come down on you. That kind of thing. But he describes all that beautifully. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that that all sounds great. You know, looks having a very positive experience. A sense of loneliness, sadness, and fear came over him that he'd never, ever experienced. It was like a waterfall wow. of pain. Just, wow. but he says, Don't and this is, I'm kids. sure, a lot of people who take drugs are there and might recognise this as well. I'm not a regular drug user myself, but the idea that everyone else around him is loving their experience, but he is just locked into his personal hell. Yes, and he can't Fuck quite that. break out of it. And he was like, oh, I'm just going to go into <clears throat> the the bedroom, honey, and I'm going to get this. And she's like, You're yeah, alright. He's like, Yeah, I'm just great. I just feel a little, a little sick yeah. in the tummy, and he's lying there and. Uh, his wife comes in and she's like, "Just you know, take take him in and lie down. She lies down beside him. It's a bit of a spoiler, but it's, it's a very good bit. And uh, he realizes the feeling he has is the feeling he had when he was seven and eight years old, living at home. It was terror at being noticed because you would have been criticised. You would have got a slap. Okay, you would right. you would. It's it's really heavy. But he, he he goes through it in a very um, obviously quite funny way, funny way, yeah. very open way. But you think, Jesus, Bilbo is not. The, he doesn't really dwell on that kind of thing ever. No. And he says, you know, a lot of it." Like I talk about it in my specials, and like you know, he's on TV and stuff. That he plays it for laughs, or it's yeah, you know, it, it
1: just how American kids it's were how raised. they deal with it. It's how comedians deal with that yeah. kind of. You look at every all of those all the comedians; they're all fucking tortured souls. Yeah, the dark places. Like look at Bill Hicks back in the day. And, yeah. you know, dealing with depression demons. and demons. Yeah, yeah. demons would be it alcohol or be it, you know, drugs. By the way, if anyone here is in advertising or marketing, kill yourself. It's thank you, thank you. Thank you. a little thought I'm just trying to plant
0: seeds seriously though if you are do
1: Dennis Leary was another mm, one you some, know yeah. we all seem to be dotted with that in terms of the special though is it is it Bill
0: Burr's best it's cracking it's up there I mean it's it's interchangeable with a couple of voters in that it's as soon as he comes out like that's what I love about Bill Burr there's no like four or five minutes milking the audience reception yeah. taking your time trying a few you easy get ones it, he gets gig. straight into it and uh, you know obviously he's such a he is a good actor when he does those bits where he's talking to another character and he's back himself and he's angry and and he does it so well but he does it primarily when he's talking about hypocrites and he talked about like the pandemic and initially he was on one side he was all like yeah get, get the fucking vaccine let's get the show back on the road you know and then he sees the other side where they were all you know, waving that flag, fucking America, and then suddenly they're asked to take a vaccine, and they're like, "Fucking government, man!" And he, yeah. all of these weird, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of contradictions are going on. Yeah. But he's the best comedian, and he invites it because not many kind of top-flight comedians have that problem dealing with hecklers. He's oh, a hecklers oh, throwing yeah. abuse at him all the time. Yeah, I saw him in Vicar Street uh, a few just, years back. Wow, he was cool. great, but people kept heckling him the whole time. Fucking ginger, reds, are. And this guy kept going on. He was sitting very near me. He was kind of ruining it for a lot of people around him. Um, and this is very disgusting. I don't know if I should repeat Do it. it. but um, We we'll bleep anyway. it out. We we'll bleep it out. But the uh, guy's like... And he goes, yeah, 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 your mother's... He just says, at the top of his voice. And everyone just kind of went quiet. And then he goes, yeah, yeah, your mother's... That's what I'm talking about. And everyone just kind of like, ah, laughing at your man. Yeah. It was so... It was like, Jesus... And Bill Burr is a kind of a big guy. Like he would yeah, yeah. come in and he we'd like a dig off he'd yeah, yeah. You like. Is he? Yeah, he is. I mean, he he looks like, he's fairly well average or slightly diminutive. I think he's about six two, and he's kind of shit. Is yeah, he? Yeah, he's a big guy, um, but he he handles hecklers really really well. But his his whole kind of interaction with the audience, they don't go to him on everything because he's got that sustained yeah. anger. No one can really clap for every single. Yeah,
1: thing that throws my head in watching some of those specials, though, yeah. particularly the American ones, where they hoop and holler at no. every fucking sentence you can't mm. you can't and some of the people and some designs a lot of times they that, go that's quiet. only acceptable as
2: much as, as it still is annoying on a, on a late night talk show in America where oh, they whoop and, yeah. and
1: holler at like Do You know what? It's hi there I, <laughs> I was at yeah. the David Letterman show in the early 2000s in the Ed Sullivan theatre and he came out before the show started mm. and they went fucking bananas and he calmed that he said listen Long as you cut that hoop and holler and shit, we'll get on just fine. Hmm. They just he just walked out, yeah. and they were standing. Yeah. It's like watching fucking golf coverage in America. <laughs> Mashed potato, shut the fuck up, you gobshite! <laughs> shit. Get in the hole. <laughs> right. um, so I've watched
2: this special too. The do you, do you share my feelings? A hundred percent, yeah. And like I'm not a huge uh, Bill Burr aficionado, but I do enjoy him, and I have listened to his podcast. But the um, the highlight for me, the piece, of the resistance of that piece was, I think it was kind of his, his closing gag and monologue about walking down a street yeah, and encountering a lesbian. Don't give it up. Don't, uh, it don't say it. It is just fucking...
1: Is that on Netflix chats, by the way? Yeah. Sorry. Yes, yes. A lot of I don't was, know. Would, would you uh, agree?
2: That, for me, I was... Yeah, the build-up to it was so big and so well yeah. plotted and told. It was, he's got
0: he's go one of the best, uh, I think, in all those comedians, all those specials. It's probably in their contract. You have to come out and just hit them with something at the end that just puts a cherry on top of the cherry. Yeah. Every time he does Start
2: it. Start strong, finish strong, yeah.
0: He yeah. does it every time. And yeah, I won't get into
1: the other oh, ways, but it's Bill Hicks. He used to open his act with a great line. He used to come out on stage. There's some great recordings of some, some of his live stuff still available to get. I couldn't recommend it higher. Okay. But he used to walk out and he'd say, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I've been doing this comedy thing for about 14 years now. So, forgive me while I put on a false smile and plow through this shit one more time. <laughs> How you all doing? <laughs> that's fucking great. It's just like, oh, Christ, I have to do all this again. So, that's Netflix. Highly recommend it from both of you.
0: Definitely. And anyone who's on Netflix and wants more comedy specials, all the Chappelle stuff's on there. Yeah, George uh, Carlin. There's a George yeah.
1: Carlin doco on there at the minute. Chris Roxon, or even his ladies. Michael McIntyre.
2: <laughs> 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 Some somebody yeah. likes him. Sure, he's he
1: sells out
0: arena He loves them, <laughs> and I don't know how you feel about him. But uh, Ricky Gervais, a lot of especially. Yeah, I've watched him.
1: Yeah, the last one wasn't great. I thought I haven't seen it, but his huma- I went to see it, and then I've s- since watched it on
0: Netflix. Yeah, why do you think it was great? His humanity one from twenty eighteen is patchy, but he does a piece on why he doesn't have. Children, which is one of the best bits of comedy I've ever heard.
2: It costs the average household in the West $200,000 to bring up a child, right? And you don't see that back. They don't want to pay you back. They're not grateful. They don't go, oh, thanks for having me every day. They go, I didn't want to be born, right? Even if they get a top job, right, which they won't, okay? (laughs) You'll never see that money back, right? They just put you in a home, okay? And my kid, he'd be born into ridiculous wealth, wouldn't he? So... (laughs) he'd be a
1: little cunt. Also, his explanation of Twitter is one of the greatest yeah. explanations yeah. ever. About the, the poster with the guitar lessons. Yeah. I don't I want don't guitar lessons! Walking. Well, just fucking keep walking them. And yeah. then the guy takes the phone number yeah. down and rings the guy. You the guitar lessons? Yeah. I don't want them! Yeah, well, And fucking. to some degree, there's a little
2: bit of similarity in terms of the, the, the material. Actually, yeah. more than a little between Bill Burr and Ricky Gervais. And, and similar comedians who are edgy and sometimes controversial who are now in their 40s and 50s and kind of trying to deal with the realities of this very woke PC world that we're dealing with and, you know, that they're kind of railing against. But it.
1: also they'll start dealing with mortality and all that as they get older. That's what the genius of the likes of Bill Maher was. Why am I going to switch to Bill Maher? Not Bill Maher, but Bill Hicks.
0: Bill Hicks. Yeah, I obviously really admire Bill Hicks, but I watch him back now. He's a bit of a... Again, I loved him when I was a teenager, but a lot of his stuff is... Very misogynistic. I and wasn't. it's
1: rage. A lot of it comes from just he's rage. He's a very angry man, right? yeah. He's a very angry man. Anyway, I'm going to get on that now because the two of you have said it's brilliant. Yes? It's very
2: enjoyable. Very, very funny. enjoyable. Marvellous. Yeah. Hey, Janowski, What about yeah, you, I'm son? Going, I'm going Netflix as well. Uh, oh. The movie, it's been there a while. I only watched it um, recently and I really, really enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I am a huge fan of Adam Sandler. I know he's not everyone's cup yeah. of tea. But if you look even just the con- the consistency of his career yeah. over the years, he's... Pretty reliable, you know. Yeah, go yeah. to funny guy, uh, but he also has, in recent times, you know, showed glimmers of his acting chops. That Uncut
1: is. gems, thank you. There
2: you go. Is that is? No, that's not this one. Oh, but but that that's a great example. What a performance! Uh, of of Should have won the Oscar of his acting range really yeah. good film
1: super great film great
2: story actually in that so yeah. this one's called Hustle it's a, it's a sports movie have either of you seen it? I've seen the
1: ad for yeah, it, but I haven't a,
2: seen it it's a basketball based sports movie and Adam Sandler uh, is playing this guy Stanley Sugarman he's kind of a down on his luck talent scout for um, the Philadelphia 76ers I'm Stanley Sugarman I'm a scout for
0: the 76ers so you're 22 years old because you can't be in the draft if you're over 22. Yes, I'm 22 years old. Who's this? It's my son. How old is he? He's 10 years old.
2: Okay. Traveling the world, contemporary weirdly, set. Yeah, yeah, modern day. Okay. Yeah, and he basically flies around the world scouting, looking for the next, literally the next big thing, the next yeah. six foot six uh, star of the NBA. And it's not really working out for him, but he finds himself in Spain, and he happens to discover this lad on the street playing right. basketball, who's fucking unbelievable—a uh, guy called Bo Cruz. He uh, hooks up with Bo, and it's like I can bring it to America, and we can do this, and we can do that. But Bo's had a lot of uh, shit going on in his own life, and he's got you know anger issues and trouble. He's, he's rough. He's an uncut gem. Let's oh, let's, let's
1: call rough timers.
2: Uh, but anyway, it's about getting him to America and trying to break it and make it in there. In the NBA. Um, so yeah, it's a sports movie. It's a little bit, maybe for some people, too much on the sentimental. It's oh, got, it's a bit? It's got a ton of heart. You know, it's okay. it, there's a bit of triumph over adversity. Who, anyone else
1: have notes in it?
2: Yes, Queen Latifah is in it. She oh. plays Adam Sandler's wife. Robert Duvall is in it. Get
0: Robert the Duvall fuck is in out of it. here. Get the fuck out of here. He hasn't been in the film in quite Robert a while. Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: and Adam Sandler is great in it because he still has that funny thing going on but he has this kind of sad clown energy
1: he's an everyman isn't he I think that's why he connects with audiences so much but he has emotional
2: depth he's a Um, fine actor and I tell you something I don't know do either of you like basketball I'd watch it if it was on the telly but I don't follow it per se but I do admire the athleticism and the physicality Mm -hmm. of it there's sequences in this in terms of how they film basketball oh wow okay fucking beautiful wow and they captured the ferocity and the pace of it and the physicality of it brilliantly so that's really well done um, and then if you are into basketball, there's a shitload of famous basketball oh, really? in us, okay. half of which I wouldn't know. But then you see the yeah. likes of LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal, wow. um, Allen Iverson. And, and was this
1: one of those movies that went straight to Netflix? Or it was, was it? made for Netflix, Oh, yeah, it was for yeah. Netflix. He's got a wha- but if a like, deal with them. Has he really? Oh my God, the deal he has with Netflix. I heard stories about him that he has. Um, he's a very loyal person in terms of, like he has his own I don't really his own studios or not. But he was remember when he was just churning out those buddy movies and comedies. Yeah. Mm. But apparently he used the same crew all the time. He used the same sort of pool of actors mm-hmm. and they'd all go to bumblefuck Arizona for six weeks every summer and shoot a movie I'm
2: sure going because I'm, I'm sure it exists. thinking it might be real I think Hollywood. that's
1: where Bill Clinton was from
2: it's <laughs> a big sign but bumblefuck apparently he brings
1: the, the same crew the same kind of pool of actors and they literally just hang out for six or eight weeks every summer they knock out one if not two fucking movies and they'll just pay for it and keep going apparently he's one of the one of the nicer guys in the business it's a great okay. clip on here's, on,
2: a, here's what's interesting but this film has been a huge hit on Netflix for, for whatever reason um and it's also become highest rated film on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Is it of really? all the movies he's done in Happy
1: Gilmore, this is the one. Even people, Uncut Gems, like yeah. a, the movie aficionados even. Even the critics fucking like that. Yeah. that Punch
0: right? Drunk Love, he was very good
1: in that. Punch movie. Drunk Love, yeah. Jennifer yeah. Aniston, that was it? Was it, it, himself, it
0: was a Paul Thomas Anderson PTA production, mm-hmm. I think, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, he's he's. Got range. People give out about it. I'm not a huge fan of like Little Nicky and all those throwaway comedies he did. Nah, I that's they were fine, bit, but they're, they're, naff, they're
1: but not for you. They're for an audience, a family audience. You know, it's just one of those kind of. There's a, he has a whole collection of those movies that kind of used to be an rt 2 on a Saturday afternoon. They're, for, I mean?
0: they're In my mind, they're for uh, rudderless stoners. Release the evil.
1: <laughs> I see yeah okay yeah okay. not just stoners yeah. rudderless stoners. rudderless stoners. As that, opposed you to aimless
0: stoners. waster yeah wow okay
2: yeah so I, uh, sorry, I was getting sidetracked there because I was looking for bumblefuck Arizona I haven't found it but I found um booger hole in West Virginia yeah that's a great place uh, Kickapoo in Kansas Kickapoo's great crack <laughs> yeah cucumber West Virginia yeah
0: yeah
2: uh, there's a place in uh no that's the interlude in Texas what Spunky, spunky Puddle in Ohio.
1: Jesus. So could that be your new... Represent- where are you going, honeymoon? Spunky Puddle. No, no, but well, where are you going? Well, spunky Puddle. Where is that? Where is Spunky Puddle? <laughs>
2: it's, well, it's in and Ohio. Can we,
1: and can we please do our first ever live episode from there? Yeah. Ohio. Well, Ohio, well, Ohio.
2: How y'all spunk? America, the spunky America has doing the Great
1: Lakes it. and Spunky Puddle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Marvelous. So that's uh, a good recommendation yeah, for Adam Sandler. Yeah, it's a solid
2: sports movie, okay. and uh, even the you know even the most bitter, hardest passage should still be a little yeah. bit taken by the sentimentality.
1: of and it And you all. don't have to be a fan of the basketballs to enjoy it.
2: No, and you you won't be disappointed either. Know, you know, knowing that it's going to kind of work out the way it's meant to work out. You know, magic. There's twists along the way, and magic. Hiccups and all that jazz.
1: Right, well there's what for, and Danny gave us a couple of recommendations. big thanks of course to Daniel Carroll for appearing on the show today. He gave us Kingdom. Kingdom, Which yeah. you've never so heard now, of. So now if you
2: go Googling Kingdom, the first thing that will come up is um, a, a horror from, uh, an Asian horror. So Google uh, no. Kingdom MMA
1: and you'll find it. Okay, so he gave us that. Johnny gave us... Bill
0: Burr, Live at Red Rocks, Netflix. Netflix.
1: Uncle Aidan gave us... Hustle. Hustle also on Netflix and I gave you The Invisible Pilot on Sky Atlantic or Sky Documentaries Get On That um, Wow What did anybody learn this week John what did you learn this week If
0: someone insults you the only place to retort is uh, their <laughs> mother's, anatomy oh, their yes. mother's <laughs> anatomy oh yes Last yeah. resort John yeah,
1: last, resort. last resort yeah. Yeah. yeah Or just call them a spunky puddle Exactly and and a spunky puddle. I learned that next year I'm going to kick a poo for my holidays See ya